Hello and welcome, welcome to, to The, the Smut, Smut Show, Show, a weekly podcast from your new internet book besties. We discuss all things spicy books and mix in a little bit of motherhood, life, self-care, and everything in between. So sit back, grab a beverage, and let's chat. Hello and welcome to The Smut Show. I'm Neely. And I'm Rachel, and today we have author Kat Singleton on, and we're super pumped. Kat is an Amazon top five best-selling author, best known for writing black ties and white lies. She specializes in writing elite banter and angst, this is very true, mixed in with a heavy dose of spice. Kat strives to write an authentically raw love story for her characters and feels that no book is complete without some emotional turmoil before a happily ever after. She lives in Kansas with her husband, two kids, two doodles, and in her spare time, you can find her surviving off iced coffee and sneaking in a few pages of her current read. Hi, Kat. We're so happy you're here. Welcome. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. This is going to be fun. I can already tell. Oh, yeah. We're a good time. We're, we're, we're I was about to say we're a good time. So we're on the same page. <laughs> oh, and I don't even know if we. I know you're going to book finance this weekend, right, Kat? As we're recording, know, yeah. we are going to be there on Saturday, so night. Yes, oh, we're we're coming. Really, just going to go hang out at the bar at the hotel. Um, we're really just coming to the bar because we did not. We started this podcast after like all the tickets and everything were sold out, and uh, we live like around the corner though. Like we're like twenty minutes away, yeah. so we were like, we have to go and just hang out at the bar. So we're, we're just, coming to hang out at the bar. We're gonna come hang out at the bar. Yeah. We're gonna be those people. We, we are. <laughs> That's yeah. That's such a good idea. I've never thought about that. Like you could just still like feel like you're there without even having to have the tickets. That might be how I, I mean, roll with book conferences now. I'm like, I'm just going to go to the bar and then yeah, I'm just gonna everyone go just the come find me. Yeah. I'll I love be the one that everybody's. Oh yeah. <laughs> All the authors are posting about like their book signings and stuff though. And I'm like, Oh, I'm kind of sad. But next year, next year we'll do the whole yes. shebang. This yeah. year we're just going to the bar. This year we'll be at the bar, which is, which is my vibe in general. Um, yeah. Like, <laughs> so, and the next year's wallet. Exactly. So, exactly. so we we start every episode with our one in five star moments of the week. Um, do you want me to start this week, Rachel? I would love that. Okay. So um, my one in five star are kind of related. So my five star is at Friday night. I had a bunch of my girlfriends over for like a little housewarming, like champagne, wine, cheese, crackers kind of night. And it was just so fun. Um, I hadn't seen some of them in like over a month. And so it was just kind of nice. Even though we all live in the same neighborhood. It's just, we all have little kids. So it's kind of hard to just like get on the same schedule. Um, my one star moment is I was so hungover on Saturday, like aggressively hungover. I think I personally drank a bottle of champagne by myself, if not a little bit more than that. I think there were eight of us. I think we had 10 empty bottles. It was just Mm -hmm. ridiculous. Like we were all just like really struggling the next day. Also, I'm really sad I missed this because I know I'm really sad about it, but also because they got drunk enough that they talked about pucking around, which is my favorite thing to talk about. What's funny is no one had read it, but like a few people were talking about how it had been. But you know about it. And I was like, I'm going to just like read the content warnings for everyone. And everyone was just like, what? And I was like, (laughs) you should listen to the podcast. I mean, most of them do, but I was just like, that's just how we roll. Um, yeah, but yeah. It was what happens. It was funny that it came up because I was like, I need zero reasons to talk about spicy books. But <laughs> also, we haven't. Have you, Kat? Have you read Pucking Around yet? Do you know what we're talking about? I know what you're talking about. I have not read it. I haven't read it either. Just as an no, Neely hasn't read it, but I, she has seen my yet. diagrams that I've drawn because, like, I I just had to try and figure out what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> so then I draw some really nice little diagrams and text them to Neely and I'm like, does this work? <laughs> is this, is this how that, is this how that works? <laughs> Just a little double vaginal penetration for everyone. It's yeah. Fine. It's fine. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a, there's a lot that happens. <laughs> some oh, things wow. I can't unsee in my mind's eye, you know? <laughs> See, but it's maybe funny. I need to go look at an aesthetic for that book on TikTok. Ah, uh, mm, yeah, maybe. 
Yeah, you can do that. Okay, so my five-star moment, um, we had – my five-star and one-star are similar to Neely's but different. So we had a Father's Day pool party yesterday, and it was a lot of fun over at my in-law's house. And um, I also drank too much, and I think I was hungover. Like, I think my hangover started last night. That is the worst. Um, I honestly think that might be worse because – yeah. When you drink so much early in the day that your hangover starts before you go to bed. Like yeah. I mean, hangovers I, are bad whichever way you like It's roll fine. Around, but, but I definitely took like an hour nap on the couch when we got home and I was woke like bright. <laughs> I woke up hungover and I was like, Oh, this is not gonna be fun. I did. But I, the good news is I didn't feel super hungover. Like after this morning, it kinda went away. For the rest of the day. I did a, a pub crawl in my early 20s. There used to be, I don't know, they might still do it. There used to be like a big one in Dallas in Uptown. Um, and it starts at like 10 in the morning. So you're drinking all this beer and you're done by like 4 p.m. And I can remember my boyfriend at the time and I going home from it and taking a nap. And I woke up at 7 p.m. stupid hungover. And I was like, I don't like this. Like, no, yeah, that not is fun. not fun. And I don't want to do it again. Mm-hmm. So, Kat, Kat what is yours? your one-star moment also being hungover? hungover? <laughs> no, uh, I mean, I feel like my five-star moment would be I had a, uh, I have a book, Rewriter Stories would be in Fabled Book Box, and so I got sent a whole lot of, like, tipping pages to sign. So and yeah, yeah. I'm really excited. I did not know how many were coming to me, and so I was like, oh, sure, like, yeah, let's do it. Send them now. Like, I'll get them back, and then, like, just like boxes, like a cute box arrives. I'm like, oh my God, I need to get this done. Like they have to be sent back to them before Bug Bonanza. Oh my God. So I got all of them signed. I watched My Fault. Have you guys watched on Amazon Prime yet? Okay, no, but I heard about it. I saw Elite Reading posted about it. Yeah, and I, but it's in Spanish, right? Right, it's, so it's like But dubbed. it's subtitled, yeah. yeah. Okay, uh, here's my thing with it. Can we talk about it for a second? Yeah, always. Okay. It's here's like when you thing I watched it three times while signing those. Wait, what is it? It's called My Fault. No, I haven't heard Amazon. of this or seen it's on Amazon. Amazon. about this. Okay, here's my thing, though. And I, 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 this is not my trope that I love is the stepbrother. Mm. Yeah, I don't know if I love it because he calls her baby sis. Mm. I am uncomfy. I am yeah. uncomfy. I don't think he starts calling it her. Like, it's not like after they've hooked up, he no longer uses it. That is like a spinoff of Good Girl I don't like. The baby sis. I've literally never heard anybody call. Yeah. I've never it's, seen that used. Y'all are not selling this to me. I'm not. I, I'm, <laughs> watch it. It's honestly I'm so like, uncomfortable it's right now. It's like they literally, it used to, it was a book and they threw yeah. every trope possible into a book. Like it's like stepbrother, enemies to lovers, street racing, um, <laughs> underground fighting. Oh like, yeah. There's so much. There's, there's just like every trope. I was so excited about it because I saw Elite Reading post about it and I, and she did like a little, like, a st- like, like little right. clips from it and I was like oh man like that looks hot and so then like uh Saturday night my husband and Brian and I were like let's watch a movie and I was like oh I just saw this movie let's watch it so I pull up the clip and then I'm like wait it's her stepbrother mm-hmm. and so I couldn't get past that and so we didn't watch it no I couldn't do it I couldn't do I, it you really should I don't know it's been my personality now I've watched it three times like I'm obsessed okay. it's so good but it's so like it just reminds me of like I feel like when I first started getting in, in, into indie romance, when it was like the super angsty, like, mm-hmm. type groups where it's just like not soap opery, but like so dramatic, but you just like mm-hmm. love it. Like, that's what yeah. this is. And it's just like, oh my God, it just it's so good. I might try and the it. guy is so hot. He is she, really hot. He's so yeah. hot. And some of the things I, I tell those about. I need to look yeah. Yep. Yeah. You do. Just give it like, it, watch it for an hour. And if you're done, you're done. But like, give it an okay. hour. I just like I, I have such limited about it. alone TV time that I get, and Andrew's gonna be like, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> the elements okay. a fighting movie or a street racing movie. There's options. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, get it. I'm like, we ended up watching. Oh yeah, what'd you watch? 
We watched Notting Hill instead, which is like totally the <laughs> that took a turn. opposite. Classic. Not even the same. Not oh, even Andrew and I. Okay, so that's your five weekend, star. Cat. We watched Taken Two, so that's also different. Oh, wow. yeah, totally what? different. Totally different. Not my vibe. Um, okay, Cat, that's your five star. Obviously, do you have, or is that your five star and your one star? <laughs> no, my five stars for sure. Like having that done. Um, yeah. I'm very excited for people to get those books. My one star would probably just be getting ready for Book Bonanza, which is like also a five star, but also like there's just so much to do. And yeah. I also very stupidly, when like cleaning out my deadline, thought I like put in that I was working Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, like full days, like full writing days. So then like if I don't do that, then I'll be, be behind on my deadline and I don't want no. that to happen. So I'm just like just busy. Yeah. And my daughter, who is normally an amazing sleeper, like she's been a great sleeper since she was like a newborn. Like she's the reason I want a third because she was so easy that I feel <laughs> yeah. like she I'm also terrified to have a third because like that yeah. can probably do me in. We decided last night that she's going to be out for like hours. Oh, and just, like, Yeah. And I'm like, what are you doing? This is like the one week where I need to like sleep. So yeah. I'm struggling. That's why I'm having a Coke at whatever time it is tonight, which... Listen, we'll table. we'll buy you a drink on Saturday night. Yes, as we'll buy you a drink. You we'll made you it. Drink. You did it. Mm-hmm. You I get so hungover. So my one star on Sunday would be exactly like you guys. I also cannot. I cannot we'll try not be to hungover over again this weekend. I can't. <laughs> yeah. I just I think this is a not a thing that can happen. I can't. We had to go to the pool when I was hungover, and it was like a hundred four thousand mm. degrees on Saturday with humidity, yeah. and I was <laughs> like, I felt like I was gonna die at the pool. Yeah, like, is it like I, really hot? right now there like joining the oh weird. yeah it's really fucking oh hot. my god it's hot it's humid it's it's yeah. very humid it's like i don't feel like our summers are normally this humid let me let me just tell you being in texas right now is like sitting not on right the now. surface of the sun Nothing yeah no. It is okay. It's ninety three right now, but it feels like one hundred three, and it is it's sixty three percent humidity. It's eight p.m. It's eight. It feels like one hundred and three. I'm looking at right mine now. right now. Where it's are a, you? I'm in Kansas, so like we get hot, but not that hot yeah. right now. No, yeah, it feels I, like eighty nine for us right now. That would be oh, like that sounds lovely. I would like go sit outside and have a glass of wine. Yeah, weather. I would too. <laughs> And this weather, I just try not to go near the windows. Um, Yeah. (laughs) So let's talk about books we've read this week. So I I read a lot in the last week. It was a big week. You did. You were busy. Um, But we recorded the podcast four times, so I've shared most of them. But I (laughs) finished Runaway Love, which was very cute. It's by Melanie Harlow. It's about a girl who, the morning of her wedding, finds out that her, like, terrible fiancé is cheating on her because he sends a sext meant for another girl to her. And she leaves him as, yes, like at the altar, literally, because he's like, he's like, you better be at that altar. And so she goes up there and like tells everyone happened, leaves. And she ends up in this like small town in her wedding dress and like becomes this guy's nanny. Um, And it's like very much like he's kind of like the grumpy single dad, the grumpy hot single dad, obviously. Um, And you know, he's like trying to not be attracted to her and like trying not to give in and one thing leads to another. Um, and of course she's like this beautiful, wonderful, amazing person. Anyway, it was adorable. It was like so really fluffy and lovely and like what I needed. Was it a slow like when when did the spice happen? Oh, it was slower than I like. Um I mean mm-hmm. there was some good tension, but I mean it took it took a while. It was like probably about the fifty percent mark, which is like a little. Okay. It's a little slower than I care for. But if I and I've told you, if I don't notice that it has taken that long, yeah. I don't care. It's then that it's when like, you're, it's yeah. when you're like looking at the percentage and you're like, okay, like I feel like then you're just not enjoying the book. If yeah. You're just like waiting for the spice. Um, but like if you like the storyline, I don't really think it matters. But um, but it was a slower burn. But I really, it was good. It was like good character development. Um, I think they set it up to where there's going to be others, like, in a series. Uh, he's one of, like, several brothers. We, which we love. We love, we love the brothers. Lots of brothers. Um, For sure. So, and one of the other brothers, I think his next book will be Xander. And I'm, like, into that name. Like I know. You I don't know what that name. what's happening where, like, that name is popping up in, like, every single book. But, like, I'm here for it. So. Yeah. <laughs> 
Okay, so I just finished earlier today Throttled by Lauren Asher. And uh, guys, I think I'm an F1 girly now. I think it's happened. I think it's happened and I'm really excited about it. And I heard that there is a TV, speaking of things to watch, I heard there's a TV show on Netflix called Drive to Survive. And it's about like the F1 world. And so, but like, it's more like, like a reality kind of. Oh, so it's not like a spicy movie. No, no, no. no. But it's like, but. But I've heard there, but I heard it's like the drama of the world and all that, and I'm like, so now I'm gonna, now that's my personality. I know quite literally nothing F1. about F one. Nothing. I knew nothing. I knew nothing, I and I learned so much. It is more likely for me to understand a full hockey game than one fact about Formula One racing. One no, I, I know. Okay, nothing. but try it, try it, and then I think you'll, I think you'll change. Oh no, so I want to read like the book. It was a. Yeah, well, you'll learn a lot about F1 if you read the book. So it's a brother's rival, which I liked that. I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I don't – you read a lot of brother's best friend, but not necessarily a lot of, like, brother's rival. So I liked that. Um, so there was, like, some forbidden, some sneaking around. He was, like, a reformed bad boy. I love um, a reformed bad they're, boy. They're my favorite kind same, of bad boys. Same. Same. I do too. Yeah. So it was like it's like That's when they're just like a simple for like boy. Uh, oh, no, Brian was yeah, yeah. He's <laughs> he's gonna listen he he listens to the podcast and I have to be very careful about what I say Brian, because you what are he's gonna do after this airs. He's going to come on and be like, I was a bad boy when we met. And I'm like, okay, babe, like whatever, whatever you say. Uh, absolutely. So that was, that was my book was throttled. It was very good. Highly recommend. What about you, Kat? Have you read anything good lately? I'm going to be honest. I don't read a whole lot anymore. I want to, I'm trying to, but with having kids so little and working just like all the time, I just don't it's read hard. the way that I used yeah you're writing so much too right and I just feel like once my kids go to bed like I've worked all day but I think like I still have to work it's always social media and stuff like that so I just feel Mm -hmm. like I will like read a page of something and then like I just get distracted and do something else and then I don't end up reading I'm telling you that's why I feel like when I got a kindle versus just reading on the kindle app on my phone everything changed for me because I would get so distracted by other apps on my phone um, and now I just like try, like right. put my phone in at night and I read on my Kindle and then I'm like, my well, my phone also goes on Do Not Disturb at nine, um, so I try to. So I know I'll hear I'll hear from Neely at five thirty the next morning. Pretty much, I like more or less okay. don't respond uh, <laughs> after nine o'clock. And if I the next time you hear from me will be five thirty in the morning when I get up. <laughs> Yeah. I could get so much done if I can get up at 5.30 in the morning. Like, I don't get up at 5.30 in the morning because I want to. That's when my six-year-old gets up. So, <laughs> Let's um, be clear. <laughs> this is not my choice. I did the same until right. 6.30 today, and it was great. A rebel. Yeah. I know. It's like, okay. what are you going to do? I don't know. Okay, let's get into the interview. Okay, Kat, tell us a little about, about yourself. You already said you're from Kansas, but, like, how'd you get into writing? Give us your life story briefly. Yes. Yeah, Um. I feel like I I was always a kid that enjoyed writing and stuff like that. Like, I still remember to this day the first, like, story I ever wrote as a child and, like, bring it to my mom. I thought it was just, like gonna be published as a child and be like you know what I mean child author and as gonna be famous because you're like six and you think that's gonna happen um and then as I got older I honestly like I was never the kid in high school or college that ever thought that I would become an author like I took creative writing and stuff like that in school like always enjoyed writing but again like it was didn't seem like a realistic like aspiration as a career goal because it just seemed so far-fetched you know what I mean like just like to say I was an actor or something like that just like not a lot of people actually like go for that because it's hard to do so I went to school I graduated college and started teaching um and I just was kind of like doing that but I had always since college been in like the indie world and I started reading like Abby Klein, Taryn Fisher, Colleen Hoover all those people when everyone like went indie publishing first or like getting on the map and I did book blogging for a long time then bookstagram and I just kind of like got to know the community and I wrote a few books, actually, that, like, will never see the light of day and all of that. And then in my first year teaching, which was also 
or second year teaching, but the COVID year, mm-hmm. um, like that March, I released my first book. It was actually like the week that everyone shut down. Everything shut down. And that was the week that my debut book released into the world. Oh and I was like, oh, honestly, like pretty it. good timing because I was about to say, like, of all things that could happen in March, like a book is a good thing because everybody wish, needed something to do. I wish I had known about spicy books slash Kindle Unlimited slash book talk then because I feel like the pandemic yeah. would have been way more fun for me. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, I tried getting that anyone to read that book but no one did <laughs> um but then like tiktok kind of came about and i published my uh third book with the third book that i published found on goodbye kind of like was my first book to really take off on tiktok and that's kind of like how i started like having anybody read my books um and yeah i kind of this was my first year not teaching and doing being an author full-time and it was kind of like a risk and i was just like i'm just gonna go for it and then Black Tie was released and, like, completely changed my life. Um, so that's just, a, like, yeah, kind of my journey. It's very, like, I don't know, curvy. <laughs> Lots of bumps along curvy. the way. Curvy. I love yeah. that. So in Black Ties not- and White Lies, oh, yeah. um, I was going to say, <laughs> in Black and White Lies, you did the fake engagement trope. What made you decide to kind of to do that trope? Because I feel like it's a good one. It's a good one to kind of yeah, I feel like it's always one of my favorite ones to read. I love forced proximity. Like, that's my favorite trope. And I feel Same. like there's so many, like, tropes that can go under forced proximity, you know? And, like, mm-hmm. the engagement that kind of, like, goes under that is just, like, I just love it. I loved the thought of, like, adding the ex's brother aspect to it and, like, navigating that. So, I don't know. I just felt like I – it was something I always wanted to write and I was kind of at a point where I'd finished writing my mixtape series and I was like, okay, like I could write whatever I want next. And like, there's no, you know, timelines I have to worry about, no characters. Like I can just yeah. do whatever I want. It's like billionaire, big relationship. That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> like, I honestly feel like if a book doesn't have forced proximity nowadays, I'm like, wait, yeah. but how, but they're not spending enough time together. Yes. <laughs> like I need them to be together more. I need forced proximity is my favorite trope. Like, my yeah. favorite. And it, you're right. Like, it, you really can put it with, like, pretty much any other trope. Anything. Like, right. like, best friend's brother, forced proximity. Like, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't – it works nanny. She lives there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Forced. Well, I just feel like as an author, anytime I'm writing them, like, apart, I'm like, no. Like, no. How can I get you guys together, like, immediately? Like, I don't need yeah. to know you guys separately. I just want you together. Like, you <laughs> Plus, if you need them like, to get to that point and – if you're not forcing them together all the time, like, it right. takes yeah. too long. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. so that was Black Ties, White Lies. What gave you the idea for Rewrite Our Story? We talked a little bit before we started recording. The prologue had me, first of all, very nervous because I was like, <laughs> where is this going? Second of all, I was, like, already crying, which I, like, tried to avoid, like, with my life. And so I started this book and I was like, Neely, what? Because she's the one who read it first. She was like, you need to read this. And well, like, it was, so like, I, literally, I feel like, like, all of a sudden on TikTok, it was, like, everywhere. I was like, fine, fine, yeah. fine. TikTok wants me to, <laughs> fine, I'm going to read it because TikTok is telling me I have to, which I feel like it happens a lot with books. It's, like, all of a right. sudden – it's like yeah, one or two yeah. books are just like constantly showing to you. And I was like, okay, fine. Um, doing it. And so then yeah. I was like, all right. Rachel, so what gave you that idea for rewrite our story? I, as soon as like Beck and Margo visited Sutton Mountain and Black Ties and White Lies, like I knew that that was a town that I wanted to revisit. And I'd always wanted to write small town. I just like had never really like pictured. I love small, small town. Romance is so much. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, so it was something I'd always wanted to do. And as soon as I got there, like I grew up in Colorado, grew up going to Colorado once we moved. So I just knew that I always wanted to do something there and kind of play on like having the, like what it looks like, like during tourist season, if it's somewhere like where people can like, you know, ski and stuff like that, but also mm-hmm. what's it look, what does it look like when like everyone's gone and it's just like, you know, the locals. 
So I kind of like knew as soon as I wrote Black Ties and they got stuck there that I wanted to write a series there. And then I don't know, like I mean, my story just like honestly was like not in my head and then like was in my head like fully fledged. Like there was no like in between like thinking about them, getting to know the characters. It was like I had no idea who they were and then like I knew everything about them in just like a blink of an eye, which is like the first thing that that's the first time that's ever happened to me. So it's a very like different like, out of you. Right. Like, I just, like, knew everything about them. And I was like, okay, wow. Like, you guys want to go, like, right now. (laughs) We're ready. Yeah. So, we've talked a lot on the podcast just in general. Um, We kind of love any kind of found family aspect in a book. And Maribel didn't have necessarily a bad dad. She just had a dad who couldn't come to terms with his loss and kind of figure out um, how he could be a dad in that time. Did anything inspire Mm -hmm. that? Or had you read anything like that? I mean, I personally feel like I had not read something like that before. And I really liked that aspect. I don't know. I feel like I play a lot. Um, I grew up with a single mom. My dad was not in the picture. I've never known my dad. Um, So I feel like I've always liked to kind of play with like different family dynamics and kind of like explore what it'd be like to do different things. And Mm -hmm. I really wanted to play with like a play with the idea of like a parent that loves their child, but like honestly, like had like lost like the love of their life. And like what Mm -hmm. that kind of does with you that like, you can't like look at your child and like look at them the same way anymore because they're such a reminder of like what you've lost. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's like I just kind of like I don't know like I knew that Linda and like Cade's whole family was going to be like really her family, and so that her dad was always just kind of like not bad, not abusive or anything like that, but just not present. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, not anything inspired. And not even it was absent just, in like a mean way. It's more right. just no. absent in a like. You and you really him, like right? feel like, so. Oh, you feel for so him. Much like for he's him. not even yeah. like a main part of the book, but like no. it's like you think right. to yourself, like, "Gosh, if that was me, like, how would I yeah. do that?" And and she even says like that they have such a great relationship now, and you know, yeah. Really well, because I didn't want people to hate him, but I just like. But you I needed mean, to understand why she. You you had to get her to a point where she was like with their family a lot and not right. Yeah. Right. So, and yeah. they really do have a great dynamic with, like, I love that you get to see, you see obviously a lot of her with, well, obviously you see a lot of her with Cade, and we'll get, we will get to Cade here in a moment. <laughs> yeah, we, we have, have feelings. We have a lot of feelings we need to talk about. I have a lot we of feelings. We need to talk him. through Cade. <laughs> we need to talk about Cade. Cade, mm, we'll talk about him. But then, like, Pippa and, and, and their parents, and I just loved like seeing that whole kind of dynamic. Even with their dad, I feel like when they're like planning yeah, the funeral yeah. and like sitting, that scene where they're sitting and they're like looking through photos and stuff, like you can just really see how her, she really has those separate relationships with every right. member of that family and like a closeness with each, with each member. Yeah. Which I feel like kind of helps build, and you can talk more about this, Kat, but I feel like kind of helps build the like, um, the importance of, I'm sure like that was going through like both Kate and Marigold's mind of like the importance of not messing that up. Right. right. Of like, that's the dynamic that they have and they all love each other how they are. And, but then like, is there ever a point where that Kate and Marigold take it past that? And what does that look like? You know? Right. Yeah, navigating all of their different relationships because they also feel like they have like one big, obviously, like relationship, like when they're all together. But I think there's also a lot of moving pieces, like of their singular relationships with one another that like had to navigate when two of them are clearly in love and hiding things from everyone else. So it's a lot to navigate. That's one reason I really wanted like Linda to like kind of like know the entire time, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And kind of have mm-hmm. somebody that like, I love the scenes that it flashes back when she's talking with like twenty two year old Kate or even like nineteen year old like just like talking to Kate in those younger years. Yeah. More formative years, I guess, about Miragold and just about everything. Like she definitely knew. Yeah. yeah. I love her. I love her so much. I know. Um, I know. And then I, the letter and then I'm just uh, like and I love that all of your characters have real flaws like not there are things like everyone can relate to right um what made you decide to write men who were definitely not perfect but still like worth rooting for because like Cade you root for him even though sometimes you want to shake him to death and be like what the fuck is wrong with you 
I feel like I love a good grovel, so that's part of the reason is I want them to have done something where they have to grovel and do something, you know, that's, like, pretty extravagant, so I feel like that's part of it, but I also feel like, I mean, I don't know, like, I know we want perfect people when we read romance books, but I also feel like people aren't perfect, and I like reading books where, like, I agree, despite yeah. everything, despite how angry you are at the way they're acting, like, you know, at the end, like, they figure it out, and they deal with it, and, like, they have their happily ever after, so it's yeah. risky. I definitely have people that just, like, hate characters of mine, because, like, oh my god, I, you know, they're terrible, blah, 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 but that's the people that really appreciate that they're raw and yeah. real, and well, they... And I think you can have both of this. So, like, if you, if like, listeners, if y'all have already listened to the episode about, like, where we talk specifically about this book, uh, which will have aired a couple weeks ago at this point, um, I was like, spent like half the book being like, Cade, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And like, he literally, puts just so like, much blame on her. And it's like, you yes. told her to leave. You said, yes, leave. And she left. You and you're like, and she left. She and she did what you asked her to do. And then now you're mad about it. But I feel like it is real. Like, that is so true that we don't really, I mean, we get like some character flaws in in romance books for sure but you really don't see like somebody like you can love somebody who makes really unlikable decisions Mm -hmm. right Right. or has like really unlikable feelings sometimes and And then it's fine because they just fuck you in a barn and you're like forgiven and and you're like I mean, from the, like, anger to the, like, turn on, like, that switch that happened, I was like, okay, I was really mad at you, but, like, now. I don't know. There's just something to be said for a good anger love mashup where it just builds and builds, and you're just like, I'm, keep the boots on. Like, that scene. Yeah. I know. I loved that. And I, I like, I feel like part of it, too, is, like, I mean, I think of me at 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, like the ages that they are in this book, but I'm like, I never made good decisions. Oh, same, 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 same. That's why I like tried writing and obviously a more like romantic way, but like in his mind, he thought he was doing what he had to do to like get her to go. And I feel like at that age, you would also still be angry that like they could leave, even though like you Mm -hmm. want them to have those dreams. Like Mm -hmm. they could be angry that like, you know, you weren't their biggest dream where you didn't think that you were and stuff like that. So that's what I was like trying to capture, but he can't capture like, Girlfriend, you can write your books anywhere. Like, right. you can stay there. Like, I know. like present day Marigold. I'm like, you don't yeah. have, like, why, why do you think you got to go back? You can just stay there. With but there, there is something super game. realistic about that though. Of like, okay, what? you know people just not making the decisions that you want Mm -hmm. them to make even though you tell them to do like I feel like I have that fight in my marriage all the time Mm -hmm. I'm like no I want you to do this but actually what I really wanted is this and you're not doing it and now I'm mad at you and then Brian's like what is happening it reminds me of and Andrew and I joke have y'all ever seen the movie The Breakup with um, Vince Vaughn and Jennifer Aniston where she's like I want you to want to do the dishes and he's like nobody wants to do the Andrew and I say that to each other like I want you to like as a joke to do the dishes right. and it always makes me think of that like when you want them to do like trying to read their minds like I always think right. of that movie um which such and a- then you see the uh then you just get to see so you get like the angry you get angry Cade and then you get like filthy Cade oh and then I you love get, filthy like, Cade I know we love filthy Cade and then you get like super sweet Cade like I built like, you a house I mean, like, that looks I built you a marriage. house and like and you're like what is was that, that at all notebook you? inspired? Was that house building at all inspired by the notebook? Because I mean, I do love the notebook. Like, I honestly didn't realize like how many people like anytime I have a TikTok do well, people are like, oh, so like the notebook. And I was like, it's not I like mean, the notebook. Exactly. <laughs> like, it, because they that planned one the part, house, maybe well, because but... they planned the house together, and so he's not just yeah. like, oh, hey, she like thought that house. I mean, he's building her house. It's not a house. Thing. Right. It's different, but. Um, I just when we were doing our book club episode, I was like, "Oh, like in the notebook." Like it, I didn't even like occur to me until we were just talking yeah. it. Um, but I, I love when he book. takes her in in the daytime. Like they have their like yeah. moment in the nighttime where she's like, "What? What is happening?" And then they go back in the daytime, and he's like, "No, like you need to look." Right. Well, I wanted it to be kind of like the biggest thing with like why I wanted her to go to Chicago for some time and stuff like that is I really wanted her to come back on her own terms. And I wanted Mm -hmm. like the house was also representation of like, even at a young age, like she wanted to 
like live in Sutton, you know what I mean? Like I didn't know, mm-hmm. I didn't want the reader or her to ever feel like she was like settling by coming back to Sutton Mountain because I never saw yes. it that way in my heart. Like I knew mm-hmm. that she always wanted to be in Sutton Mountain. She just didn't want to be around the man that broke her heart. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the house and them planning it all out was kind of just another way of being like, yes, like that's like always where she like wanted to be with him and stuff like that. It just took them a little bit to get there. So yeah. We love just- that. And we loved the, uh, like, redemption of the airport. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. we get a terrible airport scene, and then we at then we get – and this whole episode has a spoiler alert on it because, like, you've already listened to us talk about this book. But then you get the end scene where you get the yes. redemptive, like, happy airport yeah. scene. We yeah. love a happy so airport good. scene. Nothing screams romance to me like a happy airport scene. I know. I've actually written an airport scene before, and they're just, like, so fun to write. that I was like, I'm going to do it again. And I just, like, with the Pippa and Camden in it, too, I, and everything. Yeah, so, yes, yes. In that part, we, I We will get to Pippa and Camden. We, I love the part where he's like, what is she just sit in the front seat? Like, <laughs> like he's just, I can't. I'm like, I love it. I love. I the was so variety. thrown. I like. I know. I'm super excited for them. But I was so thrown. And we say this in the last episode. But I was so thrown because they. He's like. He says something to the effect of like, "Well, you just had my dick in your mouth" or something like that. And I was like, "What is happening? Like, where well, is this coming?" I knew. And I had so, a feeling from like their little meet cute with the cupcakes. Yeah. I was like, I feel like something's gonna happen there. Um, because he's like like too much of an asshole for us to not revisit him. Yeah. What you don't see super often, and like Kat, you can talk into this a little bit, is like I I don't see very often like overlapping timelines. Like usually it's like book one ends, and Mm -hmm. then like maybe you see like you get some allusions to like they like each other or what or they hate each other like however you're gonna set up the next book but like this something has obviously already happened and like that threw me off when we read the next set in mountain book like Pippa and Kate's story um will it kind of go back in time a little bit as far as you'll kind of see that start yes um so you actually see if you have read the Black Ties extended epilogue, like, there's actually like a first meeting of Pippa and Camden there. Um, yeah, they have history. Um, okay. And then you have the cupcake scene as well that you get wow. in yes. the writer story. Um, I need to and, go back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I think it's like eight chapters. It's, it's a short, well, it's technically a very long extended epilogue. Oh, no, no, no. Rachel and I really enjoy we have a thing for epilogues. Um, we love it. My issue with epilogues is when they say like six hours later or like two weeks later, and I'm like, stop it. That's not an epilogue. I need to know. Th- I need. No. I need a lot. No. In my epilogue, this is their wedding, so it's not like ten years in advance, like where they have like ten kids running around. But like, it's their wedding, and they're in Sutton Mountain, and some pieces kind of like all so together. Back to Pippa and and uh, this book. Um, so Pippa clearly like never like I feel like you write Pippa like she just like never knew that Marigold and Cade had a thing do you think she really just like didn't know I in my mind always thought Pippa suspected but then she also thought that like she had a good enough relationship with Marigold and Cade separately that like one of them would have told her that something happened especially Pippa I love my eyes my eyes right like to me, I feel like she suspected and stuff like that. And like you have the cupcake scene with the icing and stuff like that, where like, you know what I mean? Like she obviously witnessed stuff, but I feel like again, she trusted her brother and Marigold enough to think like one of them would have said something, especially like she moved away with Marigold. They went to college together. Like I just think she thought that like, and I guess one of them- that's my thing is like obviously Marigold was like very heartbroken when they go away to college. And I'm like, how did she not confide in Pippa and just be like, okay, yeah. so this went down. Yeah. But I also, like, I think that Pippa was aware, too, like, suspected because of the book. Like, you know what I mean? Stuff like that. So. Yeah. I just think Pippa was very, I wanted to write her as, like, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like you read, and I feel like you get this a lot more in Brother's Best Friend, where, like, they're very angry. Like, that's the conflict. And, like, I just knew from the very beginning, like, Pippa would not be the conflict. No, and I like that you can tell that she's, like, she's, like, I'm going to be here whatever right like, I'm happy about it like I just want you guys to be happy and I like that I hate yeah 
And like you're saying, I hate in like a brother's best friend when the brother's just like so irrationally angry. And I'm like, this is a grown woman. Like, right. Yeah, calm down. And yeah. I hate that with really anything. I also hate that in like, in just like a sidebar with like a boss's daughter or a coach's daughter. Like, I just don't like when the men get too alpha about mm. women yeah. that are not their problems. Like, I mean, it's just, it bugs. Right. So I appreciated yeah. this. Yeah. Um, Let them make their own decisions. Yes. I think also okay. Pippa, and you'll find out too that she's very much like in her own world. You know what I mean? Pippa is just very like she's doing her own thing. I love I that she's name very, so much. By the way, I love it. Pippa. It's one of the names like I would have named my daughter that, and my husband didn't like it, so it's made it. Too. I feel like my so whole baby name list was <laughs> names that my husband vetoed. Like I had so many baby names for boys and girls I loved, and Andrew and I literally like. There were one boy name and one girl name that we agreed on. And yeah. we had a boy and girl. And we were like, well, well Neely, now you just kids. need to write books so that you can name Use all my names. Well. They're all like yeah. really old fashioned Southern names, just FYI. <laughs> Every yeah. single mm-hmm. one. That's okay. I have a I'm, William I, You know what? You know what shocks me zero uh, percent is that the girl who likes small town cowboy romances also likes old fashioned, old fashioned southern names. Southern names. <laughs> <laughs> I'm my zero percent shocked. My other favorite girl name that I was like really wanted to use was Savannah. Oh, so. I love that. Um, That's I love pretty. That, so that is much. very southern. Very yeah, southern. I'm like, I want somebody to use that name for me because I just love it. Um, okay, so what characters? Have it been, won't like, be me. It won't be you. What characters have no. been your toughest <laughs> to write of any of your characters that you've written? Um, I feel like they're definitely, they're Monica and Aiden are their names and they're founded on Deception, which is the third book in my mixtape series. And they were very hard to write because they were enemies to lovers and mm-hmm. she was kind of in a redemption arc type book. Um, she mm-hmm. is kind of the villain in the first book. And he is the brother of the person that she hurt. Um, and so they, they were very much enemies to lovers. Like they weren't the like, you know, you sometimes get enemies to lovers and it's like, they just don't like He's each actually other. always loved. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. No, like they're like, they hate one another. Um, oh. So I feel like, they, yeah. they. Now I really want to read them. I know. Mm-hmm. I, I always tell people like, I make tape series. It is like younger. I mean, not super younger, but they're like early 20s. Um, some of them, some of them are older don't know what that was i like um <laughs> i like a redemption story though i feel like i've read more yeah. of those lately where it's like kind of like a disliked character from an earlier book in the series and then they get a book mm-hmm. and you like really like them after it and i do i, I really... feel like you don't normally see that with uh the girl though like i feel like you see that all over oh, like... guy, but you don't really see yeah i agree i think you see it with the guy a lot but i like i kind of like seeing it with the girl because i feel like so often in general, women can come across or be painted as, like, bitches or, like, in a really mm-hmm. negative light. Right. Um, and I do feel like so often, and I mean, I haven't read this book, but it's, like, a defense mechanism or things that have happened rather mm-hmm. than just, like, oh, she's, like, super cunty. I mean, I just. Right. Yeah, like well. It's not always that. <laughs> that's definitely a series. You said earlier, like, oh, like, I really don't read Intercredit Standalones on, like, the same timeline. And that. Is one I swore after that series I'd never write interconnected again because the timelines just like like go in and out within those four books so much. But here I am again doing it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that one I would definitely start from the beginning. But if you're really wanting, like I'd start at book one. Like you yeah. can technically read them all on their own, but the timelines like I feel like everything makes more sense. I always start at book one. Neely is definitely like a jump around. Okay, it's happened twice. <laughs> I said it happened one. And now now it's Neely's personality. It's my personality. <laughs> that she doesn't yeah. to be fair, the first time I didn't I didn't know that it was part of the series. Like I okay. really just saw Taylor Swift road trip and like went in. And then I was like, okay, this would have made more sense if I'd read the previous four books first. But <laughs> but it's you fine. can read them. I just feel like I feel like with most books like that, like you can read them alone. But yes, it does help if you read if you build up to that. Especially if you have a character right. that's coming back yeah. around. Because then I feel like yeah. having even right. bits and pieces of their backstory helps. Um well, yeah, this one especially, like, again, like, he's so mad at her for something she did to his brother, and his brother's the first book, so I feel like you won't understand 
I get so angry unless you've read that first one. So. Uh, yeah. Okay. I'm super excited about this. Okay. You yeah. talked a little bit about this earlier, but can you talk a little bit more about how social media, like obviously specifically like BookTok and Bookstagram has kind of changed the game for you? Oh, I mean, it's a thousand percent changed the game. I came out of, again, writing that mixtape series and I wrote Final on Goodbye, um, with when my son was like a newborn, like I don't know how I wrote that book, but I wrote it in like five weeks with him just like strapped to my chest, like because he was like always sleeping, and I was yeah. just like, I'm gonna just like power this book out. And then I went back to work, and I couldn't do social media anymore and stuff like that. So I had all these viral videos. The book was actually wide, so it was on like Nook and all these other places too, and like it was, it did very well. But I went back to work and I disappeared, so I didn't do any social media for like six months. And then, like, mm-hmm. released the second book, thing, thinking like everyone would still know me, and they didn't. And so then I spent like the rest of that series, like, not doing anything near what the first book did, which was like super disheartening. And so when I came to Black Ties, I was like, okay, I'm gonna like throw everything I can into like trying to market this book on social media. Like, I had no budget to do anything. I was still teaching. Like, author was still very much like a side hustle, but I quit teaching. <laughs> And I was like, you know what? I'm going to throw everything into this book and see what happens with no budget for marketing whatsoever. Um, and I just really, really tried to connect with people and get to know people. And the last minute, I'm going to try a PR box, which kind of I feel like that black ties PR box. Like lots of people saw it. Lots of people opened it. And then the book went live and I had never even hit top 100 on Amazon. Like I'd hit top, I think like, I remember I think I got like 900 and I thought that was like the coolest thing in the world. I was like, oh my God, I was in the top 1000 books on Amazon. And so like my biggest goal with Black Ties is to hit top 100. I told everybody like I would just sob if I hit number 99. Like I would just be like, oh my God, like I can do it. And then the book just took off on TikTok <laughs> um, way more. Instagram too. I think I had a video go to like almost 10 million Oh my God. Yeah. It went to like nine, it's like 9.4, I don't know, 9.6, something like that. And I was just like, what is happening? And then Black Ties went to number three. And I was like, is And I, yeah, I think a lot of that was like TikTok. Yeah. Again, like I did PR boxes, but like some authors do money for ads and different stuff like that. Like I didn't have any of that. It was purely social media and like word of mouth. I'm telling you, the power of book talk. Like I feel like video, like, and we've we have an entire episode coming out um, in a couple of weeks, like about book talk and just like everything involving it. But like that is the way I find books to read. I mean, yeah, right. And I feel like that's where most people. And this has been like a year for me that I've like been like in the book talk game. And I'm like, I've read more books in the past year, than, like any other year yeah. before that. And I think it's because of that. I mean, it's because. Like, my TBR is ridiculous. It is ridiculous. Yeah, it's changed the game for readers, and I feel like we're hearing over and over again from authors that it's changed the game for Mm -hmm. authors, too, and it's just, like, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, again, like, I had nothing. I didn't really have anyone that knew me, especially for, like, billionaire romance, any kind of thing. Like, I was only known for writing a rock star romance, and I had nothing but social media to try and, like, promote the book, and it... I mean, it's still like when rewrite released, Black Ties went back into the top 100 and went I ahead of like rewrite. I see that with authors, though. What? Um, yeah. I feel like I see that with authors, though, that like when a new book gets released, because maybe people are finding the new book and then they yeah. want to go read all of the other stuff as like well. Go to the backlist so or whatever. Then it just yeah. like kind of yeah. perpetuates that. Um, so the readers, the readers and the podcast listeners would like to know the spice rate of Tempter Fate. Ooh, um, spicy. Like they're very, they, uh, it's hard. Does Camden have like a filthy mouth? Are we getting another filthy yeah. mouth? Yeah, and he's, I feel like, mm. I don't like, it's, like, it's not like, kinky, like it, I feel like it's kinkier. It's not like obviously BDSM, like sex club stuff like that. But like Camden would 100% like spit in her mouth and like, she, like you know what I mean? Like would 100% be the one like spank you. Like, Is he, he like a just, good like, girl kind of guy? Yeah, like just 100%. I and like it. I feel like he would just. And like Pippa, I don't, I don't want to spoil too much, but like it's just, yeah, it's dirty. And she's like the kind, she's like a closet freak. I feel like. Yeah, yeah. Like I she love a closet great. freak in books. Like there's just something about it. I am so excited. It's always, it's yeah. always the quiet ones. It's always the it little is. sister. 
or baby sister yeah or whatever well then like camden i don't know like he's just like this just just wait for him like i feel like back they're just gonna be like oh camden is like just and you get that sense in rewriter story you kind of start to see a little bit of that Mm -hmm. and i think that's why readers are super excited about their story because you see you hear him Mm -hmm. speak like that at the end and you're like wait what is happening and i don't in front of this relative stranger i was so excited when i got to the end and realized that there was this book coming i was like when is it yeah Um, and okay, so someone else wanted to know who was more fun to write, Pippin, Camden, or Caden Mare? (sighs) Fun is hard because obviously Caden Mare, that's like, they're a lot more angsty. Caden Mare were like angsty, Mm -hmm. emotional, like you've got that, like, which I love to write. Um, but I also like like a Becca Margot that's a lot more like spicy and banter and stuff like that. And so I, I think Pippa and Camden are more fun to write just because they're not as heavy to write. Yeah. Um, Rachel will like it. And Rachel needs a less heavy. Yeah. That's going to be your book. If you as need as well. some ARC readers. Yes. Yes. We volunteers tribute. Um, <laughs> we do. So, we yeah. will pour so the have... shit out of it when it comes out. We will be your biggest cheerleaders. Yeah. Well, I'm just like a huge banter person. Like I love banter. And like Kate and Mare had some, but like it was it's nothing like the Margot and Beck and like Pippa and Cam yeah. just like the back and forth between them. Like I'm just like giggling while doing it. Because I'm like, it I just cannot imagine. Builds, love that. It builds that spice so much. And I feel like it makes yes. the spice so much better when they have good banter. Because it's like yes. I love banter. I love it. It is like you you just have yeah, you have to have I feel like yeah, you get you get the you get the heartfelt with Cade and Mare, and like it is so sweet, and like you get Cade's filthy mouth, and like you get you get. That's, that. that's what you're but, always gonna get from like a childhood anything to lovers, which is yeah. Like, you yeah. know, I love I love childhood to lovers, but there's something to be said for not meeting when you're like, you know, straight up babies 12. and right. um, having that adult banter, which I don't think you're gonna yeah. like really have with somebody necessarily. Right. Like, people don't like each other at first, which I feel like even gets more like we love it. We love more to see it. Just, like, yeah, yeah, I love them. They're so fun. I can't wait. I'm so excited. September twenty first. Yeah, perfect. Can't wait. I'll just put a countdown on my phone. So we we always end with the same question to anyone we're any author we're interviewing. Rachel, do you want to? I do. Okay, so our last question is always, what is your have-to-read book that you always recommend to people? So we know you don't get a lot of reading time anymore, but if you are like, you have to read this book, what is it? Oh, well, you're probably not going to like it because I feel like it's emotional. But Sea of Ruin by Pam Godwin is like... It's emotional, but like the spice in that book and like the... Adding it to my TBR because I can handle the emotions. How, it is like it is pirate. I have to like so it's like I don't Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> so oh wait, like, I have it on my want to read. Okay, See, it's really I emotional. knew it was too good to be true. I <laughs> okay. Rachel's laughing. I'm telling you, I, I just all. like don't do anything in that. No. I had never read a pirate romance before. I really don't ever intend to again, but I had a friend <laughs> with me. Like, no, I'm looking at the cover. To, I'm sorry. I can't. I can't. Don't hate me. <laughs> you have to. Oh, my God. It's so, so I'm good. making that our next book club book. Oh, my God. Please do. And, like, there's a plot <laughs> twist in it that, like, I'm an author. And, like, I can guess a lot of things. I feel like I can, like, see things. And, like, I did guess it earlier than, like, what it was revealed. But, like, it is so good that, like, okay. Uh, when you say it. emotional, like, are you talking like, okay, how much am I going to cry? I would say more of like a heavy, I guess. Like it is a little like emotional, but like I, there's definitely like trigger warnings for it and stuff like that. Okay. okay. Uh, so it's like a darker. I can do, I can do dark. I just yeah, don't like, love like crying. <laughs> I don't like I might have cried, but it wasn't like a rewriter story. Like, oh my god, like yeah. this devastating cry. Like, it was a more like emotional, like over, like overwhelming, like powerful cry. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my god, like I was like 
overwhelmed with like I am really excited about it. I'm looking through the books that are like readers also enjoyed and they're like right up my alley. So I'll be adding, I'll be doing this. Is a hundred percent. That and then a love letter to whiskey by Candy Steiner changed my life forever. Do you remember that? Love, I love Candy Steiner. Haven't read that love- one. Okay, well that one is gonna make you cry. I'm gonna tell you that right now. It's a love triangle. It's yeah, I know. It's love it's a lot of give things. me the sads. Yes. But see, oh, it's so good. You just have to give it a try. It's so okay, good. here's my question with this. Like, no spoilies, but like, okay, in this love triangle, the person who is out of the <laughs> couple at the end, uh, are they happy? I honestly don't remember. That's okay. That's okay. That was okay. a very specific so, question for me. Rachel's like, I just can't read it if everyone isn't okay at the end. Um, okay, so like, I just need everybody to be good. One thing I we want to say yes. Sorry, go ahead. Okay. No, you're fine. You want to say yes, but you I can't remember. That's yes. fine. It's fine. Look it up on I might TikTok. Read it. Okay. I know. I know. I'll try and find it. So one thing we love to do with our authors at the end is do like a little rapid fire. It's like four questions. First thing that comes into your mind. Are you ready? Okay. All right. Yes. Age gap or fake marriage? Age gap. Okay. In the barn or in a a private plane? Barn. Mm -hmm, Same. Um, (laughs) Penthouse or house cave built? Oh, that's hard. I have to do the house that Kate built, but Penthouse is very close. Like that's a hard one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that. Okay, mimosas or Bloody Marys? Bloody Marys. Oh, right. I, I feel like that's a controversial opinion. I do feel like that's. A I love Bloody Mary. I mean, I do also like a Bloody Mary, but I am also there's nothing to me, and I've talked about this before. One of my favorite songs in the world is "The Sound of Champagne Popping." Like, <laughs> I find very, it's like, it's vibe. such a happy sound. It is, like, the happiest sound. Other I than, like, easier. my children laughing, obviously. Like, I will say, like, a sh- like a mimosa, I feel like it's easier to, like, make good. Whereas, like, a Bloody Mary, I don't want it if it's just, like, tomato juice. No, you need, like, like, a good Bloody Mary. Yeah. yeah. I want all the spices in it. I want, like, a celery and olives and all the different yeah. stuff. You want, like... <laughs> I have you ever seen those ones at like really crazy French places where it's like a di- it's like a chicken wing yeah. and like a shrimp con- and like <laughs> yeah. what is happening in this drink? It's like a straight up meal. It's like it's like they didn't want you to just drink it. They were like, hold on, I need to give her a full ass appetizer yeah. with it. They're like, let's make sure that we give her something to soak up the alcohol. <laughs> That's exactly what they're doing. It'll be great. Okay, the other thing we do at the end of the episode is we do a review of the week. Um, and so, Neely, do you want me to read the review of yeah. the week? Or yeah. are you like, okay. Um, so our review of the week. So we we would love, this is our like part, part of our whoring ourselves out too. We love a review, specifically like a good one mm-hmm. would be great. It's not, not yeah, like, like, like please don't leave us so like a one or two or a three star. Even really, like just yeah. come give us five stars you like you like just that. give us five stars give us a five star review and leave us a either a funny or heartwarming review and we will read it on the podcast most likely so the review of the week this week it says the best friends i didn't know i needed funny relatable and books full of smut talk uh couldn't ask for anything more and that was from Lacey marie cara i'm gonna say that wrong i don't know i love that and we love you guys know book besties um so you can find our podcast at smut show podcast on instagram and we have a facebook page um cat where can everyone find you you can find me on instagram is probably my most active place that and tiktok at author cat smilton and is there anything else you're going to be at book banana well this will have aired um, she was at Book Bonanza when it was. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, that's by the time this airs, not be <laughs> it'll um, have happened. But yes, Book Bonanza is this weekend. We're excited; it's here. Uh, all book conferences should really come to Texas. Really, just makes it better for us. Um, will this be your first yeah, time in, in the Dallas area when you come? By the way, I have visited family. Uh, my husband's family lives in Dallas, so I've been once before. Oh, okay. Right. 
We're going to talk more about that off the podcast so yes. you don't give away, like, family uh, Yeah, yeah, we won't do that. Um, and you can find me everywhere <laughs> at Neelykins, um, except on TikTok. I'm at Books and Bar because, tragically, I cannot get my Neelykins. <laughs> Y'all, I tried, I tried over the weekend. Um, they make it really hard for you. I literally cannot reset anything in that account. I have no idea when I made it, how I made it, or why I can't get into it, but... It's a Pinterest. She had, had a whole bottle of champagne. It is a mater- she made. No, her. my profile picture on there is a maternity photo, and I'm like, so clearly I made it in like 2019, and straight up just oh like gosh. can't get into it. Forgot so, about it. TikTok, if you're listening, um, help a girl out. <laughs> All right, and you can find me everywhere at Rachel underscore M Lewis, and I typically remember all my passwords, so. I'm well, there. I don't know. Good for you. All right. Good on you. I All right. It. Thanks so much, Kat, for coming on the podcast. Yes, we're we so excited to talk to you. you. If you guys haven't read her books, please do. Um, we love them and we love her. So thanks yeah. for listening and we'll see talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.